Hello, hello, hello. Hello. Alright. Um, Let's do this shit. Hey everybody, it's been a 007 here. I'm gonna... It's not really a follow-up. I'm gonna chat with Matt. Hey, Matt. Hey. About a recent little Game of Thrones road trip I took in Iceland. Following on from my Ice and Fire road trip series. So about two years ago, I did one of these podcasts about a little road trip that Kiralee and I took to Northern Ireland to look at some Game of Thrones sites. And... Hey, Kiralee. Hey, Kiralee. It's Kiralee's birthday yesterday. And then last year, we went to Dubrovnik. So we did all the King's Landing stuff there. So those are podcasts that you can check out. And this year, we decided to go to Iceland to see some stuff. So yeah, this is just a little quick travel or podcast in case any of you are thinking of going. Would you ever go to Iceland? I mean, it's not far from you in Boston, is it? It wouldn't be a long flight. There's nothing in Iceland that interests me at all. The food looks shitty. The everything. Maybe the necro pants. I'd go to see necro pants. <laughs> it's such a beautiful. I mean, I had very few expectations. I was literally in the taxi like when we landed at the airport like googling who owned iceland how many people live there and stuff because i had no idea but anyway if you want to go visit i would really encourage you the flight from the uk is about two and a half hours it's not far um you land at not at Reykjavik airport which is a shared it's called keflavik it's the international airport um the one thing i would say about iceland is you can stay in really nice hotels that are brand new and kind of do their job for about a hundred dollars a night but the taxis are really super expensive so why do you think that is no uber yet there's no, no uber lift it must be very protected but like the 15 minute drive from the airport to our first hotel was like 70 quid or like 90 bucks jesus so after that, we got very wise about they have this really cool bus network so you can organize all your tours with really nice coaches and even like airport transfer. So it's worth at the airport sort of checking that out. And... I no longer take public transportation in Boston. Why would I go to another country and take it? Because otherwise you'll be broke. I mean, it's such an expensive country. Too late. We went to a bar and like I had a whiskey and Kiralee had a gin tonic and I think the bar bill was 30 quid. Jesus we went, Christ, we that's like 40 curry. bucks, 45 bucks? Just, yeah, we went for a curry. We had um, like just two mains, two sides, and it came to something like 100 bucks. So it's a really expensive country. Yeah, well, I mean, it's an island, so they and they can't grow anything there. So unless you want to eat like fermented shark fuck, fucking skulls or something. like. Yeah. Or, but it was it was kind of funny like so we're in the in the taxi going to the first hotel and I'm like hey Kiralee, there's only 300,000 people on this island that's like less than my hometown and then the the taxi driver cuz everyone there speaks english which is amazing the taxi driver's like yeah so we all like to like get really drunk on a saturday night and fuck so what we do is we have this app and we type in the name of the person we want to fuck and it tells us if we're related to them <laughs> yeah they they have the same well they should have the same issue for uh down in my area because there's like basically like three irish families and like maybe half a dozen italian families and i'm pretty sure they're all related my uh my brother-in-law was like yeah where we used to have a summer house like you could never date because you're probably related to like every neighbor around you somehow yeah exactly so it's basically a very inbred island and they're very proud like there's apparently certain names you could give your kids 
like there's this whole thing about the horses like you can't import horses they have their own special horses and yeah it's all kind of slightly weird but everyone's really lovely and charming and speaks great in English so it's a very easy place to go to and my advice actually would be if you want to do the Game of Thrones stuff is actually land and hire a car because it's going to be much cheaper than taking any form of transport the roads are fantastic the signs are really clear like all the historic sites are labeled um in the middle of nowhere you'll be on a glacier in this 4g phone cellular reception so hmm. it's it's just very easy to get around um isn't isn't the black sand beach where the, uh what's his name gets uh, ursos and force awaken or no uh rogue rogue one isn't that in Iceland? That black it? sand beach? Yeah. It wouldn't surprise me because the whole, um, I mean, the whole of Iceland is basically this sort of volcanic rock with lots of geothermal energy, um, hence lots of sort of hot spas and hot pools. You've got geysers, the original geyser in geyser. You've got um, volcanoes that are still erupting. It basically sits on the tectonic plates um, of North America and Eurasia. And you have proper mm. rift valleys running through that are spectacular where a lot of the aria and the hounds stuff was filmed so yeah i mean it's 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 really like i've never seen a landscape like that it's just so unique cool, cool. yeah and uh yellowstone the geyser has erupted like three times in the past week and people are like oh well that's a super volcano about to erupt so we'll be yeah covered in ice and brimstone and america's a good place right now mm, god Anyway, so the first thing I want to mention is like the coolest thing you have to do when you go to Iceland or southern Iceland is go to the Blue Lagoon, which isn't really a Game of Thrones thing, but you'd be stupid not to. It's basically, I think about 30 or 40 years ago, they were digging up some site next to a geothermal plant and up hop this water that's full of silica and sulfur. So it basically looks uncannily turquoise blue and smells like farts. Yeah, it smells like eggs. (laughs) But it's naturally really beautifully warm and apparently it can cure psoriasis, but it just feels gorgeous. And there's a couple of ways to do it. You can just buy it. You have to buy a ticket in advance and you get like a three hour time slot and you go and swim in it. And it's just really beautiful and lovely and you just feel gorgeous afterwards. But there's actually hotels on the Blue Lagoon. So there's the Silica Hotel, which is the old one, and a brand new one that we stayed in called The Retreat. And I have to say that is the most luxurious hotel I've ever stayed in in my life, but ridiculously expensive. So we didn't stay in it for more than one night, but it's just regardless of whether you stay there you should definitely go there it would be crazy not to even though it's not game of thrones thing and it's only 15 minutes from the airport so a lot of people do it literally straight from the airport or on the way back to it um Hmm. and it's just set amidst all this volcanic rock covered in this ancient moss it kind of looks like some kind of moonscape or it's like it's just really weird um for those of you on instagram if you follow my instagram you can see all the pictures of this stuff um but anyway so we then after that stupidly expensive hotel went and stayed in a hotel in Reykjavik. Reykjavik is, apologies to anyone who lives in Iceland, a total shithole and a waste of time. There's nothing historical to see there. It's very down at heel, but very expensive. So I would just say use it as your base for a hotel, but don't really... If you're doing a road trip, you don't need to stay there more than one night. You can just stay in hotels or B&Bs as you go around the island. Um, but it was really pointless. Um, hmm. Yeah, I know. It was you really see, I feel like that's all of Iceland for me. Like, there's no, no, Okay, that's... so there's Game of Thrones stuff and the Blue Lagoon looks okay. but It's very that... beautiful. It's just very... I mean, photos don't do it justice. It's one of the most beautiful places I've ever been. Did you go uh, searching for the... the oh, what are they called? The Hidden People? The Hidden People? 
Yeah, I think I saw it on like Anthony Bourdain or something. They go in and the hidden people are oh the elves, elves. Yeah, yeah. People really believe in elves in Iceland, like not in a funny postmodern cool way. Like they genuinely believe in them. Yeah, and every now and then you'll, you'll... Little, like Aquavit or whatever. The... Yeah, Who's... and you'll pass like a little like barrow mound, and they'll be like, oh, that's where the hidden people live. And they literally like you'll be driving down this highway, and it will just randomly kink and bend and come back again to the straight line because it will have gone round a rock and they can't move the rock because <laughs> there's an elf living there. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Sure. You know, whatever, whatever floats your vote. Um, but yeah, anyway, so what you should do is if you want to do Game of Thrones stuff, you need basically just one day to do it. So you can just, if you're from Europe, you can totally do this in a weekend. I would um, land at the airport in the morning, do your Blue Lagoon stuff, check into a hotel in Reykjavik and then hit the trail. Uh, the first place you want to go to is a horse farm that's about maybe half an hour drive out of Reykjavik. And it's called a Laxness horse farm. So L-A-X-N-E-S, Laxness. Lax. which i think means salmon like lax is salmon isn't it like salmon lax? field yeah laxness um mm. anywho that is where you see all the lovely icelandic horses and they're really diddy because they've never bred with proper normal horses and diddy? Uh, they're diddy they're small they're really cute they look they're like wee. ponies but you're not allowed to call them we um Bye. but they're very pretty and they stay out all winter so they grow this weird fur in winter so when we were going they were shedding it are they mean no, they're very cute, very little and diddy. Um, but anyway, these are the horses that we used uh, for Game of Thrones. And apparently they got into all sorts of trouble because they were they shot some of the Arya and the Hound stuff from season four in Northern Ireland. Then they came to Iceland and did the, mo- the majority of it. But the horses are so small that when you put um, the actor playing the Hound on it, like <laughs> he's just too big for the horse. His feet would be on the ground. That's awesome. So they had to use lots of like forced perspective stuff and whatnot, uh, which was hilarious. And you can't, you literally can't imp- Port bigger horses in because the government won't let you so i thought that was quite funny so we actually what? met the cute white horse that aria was on when she was going through the veil and then ended up going to bravos so that was cute hmm. um let's see what was filmed in iceland north of the wall castle black was filmed in iceland uh, well actually a lot of the a lot of that stuff was filmed on a stu- in the studios in northern ireland Oh. So there's... But like I feel like season two might have had like a lot of like Iceland landscape and like uh, no, John. No, that Grit. was that was just in Northern Ireland, and funnily enough. With... No, when when he's bumming around with uh, Ygritte and Rattleshirt, that I thought that was Iceland, like the glaciers and shit like that. Yeah, so some of that stuff was done in uh, Northern Iceland, so around Lake, I think it's called Lake Mjavatn. But a lot of that was actually just shot in Northern Ireland with green screen. Huh. Yeah. So actually, the stuff that was shot there that we saw surprised me. It was a lot of season four, so a lot of Arya and the Hound going through the Vale. Um, okay. A lot of um, stuff like you know Ollie's village with the wildling attack when the Fens are trying to bait the Night's Watch to sure. come out. Yeah, all that stuff is filmed there. Um, I and thought you know, that was Northern Ireland. Huh. No, that was all that. And then the other scene that really shocked me that was filmed in Iceland was, you know, um, the scene where we first see Danny's dragon Drogon like basically breathe fire on a bunch of sheep and a little shepherd's boy. Oh yes, 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 yes. yes. I yeah. remember seeing that picture that you posted by the big water. Yeah, exactly. So that that's in Iceland too. So which again, it's a Marinese scene. So I wouldn't have thought that was in Iceland. Right. I think what people forget is that Iceland, although it does have
have like the glaciers and shit in summer that stuff melts and it's really it's sunny all literally all day long um, right. and very green and lush so it's so not you, necessarily what you think you went in the beginning of april yeah so we were neither here nor there so we still had like snow-capped mountains but the ground wasn't yet green okay so, how cold was it Oh, it wasn't cold. It was the same temperature as England, so sort of like 5 to 10 degrees, so whatever that is in American temperature. Uh, times 2 plus 32 is like 50 degrees. Yeah. But it was just really varied, because one minute you're in a geothermal spring that's like 75 degrees to 80 degrees, and then you're standing in front of a snow melt waterfall like Niagara with snow melt getting sprayed in your face and you're freezing. Oh. And then the next, like an hour later, you're standing in a geyser and trying to avoid a 100 degree steam spray coming off of it. So it was just a very kind of extreme hot to cold kind of a holiday. My testicles wouldn't know what to do. Yeah, exactly. It was it was tricky. Um, anyway, so you go to this horse farm, you go, they're really lovely. And you can go and see the horses that we used in Game of Thrones. And you should see them anyway, because like Icelandic ponies are cool. And then you drive about half an hour north of that and you get to a place called Hafnarfjordr. And I'm going to put the names in sure. the notes. <laughs> yeah. Hold on. Uh, uh, so Ollie's Village was there. Was uh, the Wildling Camp um, the horse farm that the Wildlings attacked that John, like, you know, like that whole scene by, was it fucking King's Crown? That where Bran and John just barely miss each other. Was that all in Iceland too? No, that wasn't. That was in Northern Ireland, just to be confusing. Because they look the same. Yeah, no. Well, maybe right. it was, but not that we were told. Um, we saw, like, most of the sites, like, they told us where, what we were seeing. Yeah. All right. Sorry. Anyway, so the first one, so you come out of Reykjavik, and this is all on like a route, right? Like, and it's very well signposted. So you do the horse farm, go another sort of half hour to 45 minutes later, you, you reach Hafnarfjordr, which is a waterfall. And that's where you see, and it, this is really well signposted, um, that's where the dragon scene happened in Marine. And it's it's a very kind of like funky waterfall. I'm playing my little video now, but yeah. Um, and if you want to see it exactly how you'd see it in the show, then go in summer, obviously. Um, and then a bit sort of like another half hour up from there, you go to Pingveller, which is the national park. So that's, again, it's really well signposted. And they've got a really cool visitor center. So in the middle of this national park, which is the Rift Valley, you have these insane looking mountainous rocks that are built really, really high, naturally cleft into this park. And that is the narrow pass that Arya and the Hound are walking down when they get to the, the Bloody Gate. Bloody Gate. Oh, okay. And yeah. then, you know, Sansa and Littlefinger and whoever else in the show has ever been there. So that is the Bloody Gate. And it they didn't do any CGI. It looks, I mean, they obviously they, they CGI'd right. in the gate itself, but the the dramatic um, sides, that's all there. And it's stunning. It's really but amazing. That, that was completely different than the Bloody Gate in season one. Right? Yeah. So this is the season okay. four Bloody Gate and thereafter. Okay. Um, and it's stunning. And they were telling us how, like, you know, when you see the Irie kind of, um, the guys with the bows and arrows, like guards, mm -hmm. it, they're all kind of harnessed on there because it's really unstable rock. And, really? Yeah. It's it's like, it's really impressive. I mean, you can easily spend half a day just walking around that national park. But a lot of the hound um, and the aria scenes from season four with her just wandering around, mm. when Brienne fights um, the hound, when Arya just leaves him, that's mm. all in that national park. And it's really obvious when you go there, like you can definitely tell the places. Um, and then when you see her riding the white horse, that's again on top of the rift, when she goes down to the village where she's going to catch the boat to Bravos, that's all there. And 
and even the, the the kind of the little fishing village that she takes the boat from is there too so um Ping huh. Velo National Park is where you want to go for all that goodness um so we yeah we, we walked the path to the bloody gate which was really cool so when you're in Iceland, do you do you have to like listen to like Bjork and Sigurás and Mum and all those fucking guys that play that like weird atmospheric shit? It was really funny actually because when we the village that has just before the horse park is the village where um, Sigurás are from, and like our tour guide was like, so who knows about Sigurás? And everyone like no one put their hands up, and I was like. Huh. Were they were they one of the bands that played in Game of Thrones that have made yeah, an appearance at the huge, Purple Wedding? Yeah, they're huge Game of Thrones fans. So they're the band that plays at the Purple Wedding, and then like Joffrey's like throwing pennies at them and right, shit. Right, 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 right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Exactly. Okay, cool. Cool. Um, oh, yeah, and the other scenes that happen in the National Park are, you know, when Tormund Giants Bane and Ygritte are sort of um, kind of starting to come against the wall. So all mm-hmm. that kind of rocky sort of outcroppy type stuff, that's all there. And also there's a specific place that is the kind of the home of the fens. So there's like, there's like loads there. You can spend like half a day there looking at all the Game of Thrones stuff. So that's where like they're able to camp out like 30 feet away from Castle Black without being seen, even though they have a campfire. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, okay so that's like the major site and then after that you can drive maybe maybe another 45 minutes to an hour to Hjalparfoss which is a very cool two-pronged waterfall and right next to that is a place called oh my god how am I going to say this Pjordvelderensbrong so I'm going to put a link to where's Patrick when you need it yeah, you know what I mean? You know what I'm saying? So basically, this is in the middle of like bumblefuck nowhere in southern Iceland. Apparently, when Iceland had the anniversary of its independence, the Norwegians or someone gave them a recreation of like a classic, what they call a turf house. So it has like a wooden front and back, but the kind of the sides are built of stone and the whole thing is covered in turf. And these traditional like a hobbit house. Yeah, like like really like a hobbit house actually, but just like on a massive scale. Mm-hmm. And there's that and then there's an accompanying church. And if you think of Ollie's village, so this is when the Fens are trying to sort of um lure out the men of Castle Black to thin their numbers out. Um there's mm-hmm. a big fucking fight. Um that all happens there basically but it's kind of interesting because when you see it on tv like it's only two buildings here and obviously they've cgi'd like a whole bunch of other kind of like little huts and hayricks and shit and apparently like the guide who we had he was one of the extras in that scene and he said the bit that took the longest to shoot was when Ollie had to run away down the hill. And because the, sure. the footing there is really unstable, and he kept on falling down and it took hours. I was like, oh, this poor kid. Um, I'm, I'm trying to, uh, I googled Ollie's Village GOT, and all I got was Ollie's Frozen Custard and Ollie's Bargain Outlet. <laughs> so. Yeah, no, no help there. It's a it's actually a scene I had completely forgotten until the guide was showing me the pictures, but it is kind of quite impressive when you're there. That's because it's completely forgettable. Yeah, but, and then but Ollie does end up a traitor, right? So kind of. Yeah, he's a little bitch. Yeah, it's the it's the classic line where the Thin says, "I'm going to eat your mama, I'm going to eat your papa." Like that's a quite badass line I seem to remember. Yeah, but those guys were, uh, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. 
and basically that is it i mean there's lots of other cool fun stuff you can do in southern ireland you can go to see the original geyser like the geyser which is really cool which is not far from there, about a half hour drive you can also go to the langyokul glacier which is the second largest glacier in europe you can go to the Gulfos waterfall which is like niagara which is amazing so all this stuff is within like i say a two hour maximum driving range if you have a car so that's all cool the problem with going to some of the places where they did more of the glacier work is you're not going to get access to it just as a random bumbling tourist you'd have to go with a proper guide because the glaciers obviously shift and change and you'd have to go like with crampons and properly investigate mm. that stuff so i would say you can do all the game of thrones stuff comfortably in a day um and it's, <laughs> and it's worth seeing but it's not like ireland where you would take two or three days i mean it's, it's just less and it's kind of different to what i thought it was going to be i thought i was going to be seeing more of the snowy north of the wall stuff but it's actually more of season four and a little bit of season seven but again it's more of the green stuff huh. so huh. yeah that was kind of weird um, I, I looked up uh, ollie on game of thrones wikia and it- it's just saying that um, he was only meant to be in one episode, but then just got into more. And then uh, it says, after the end of the fifth season, Ollie became one of the series' most hated characters, rivaling the likes of Ramsey Bolton and the Sand Snakes. How can you have O'Connor received a lot of negative messages from fans of the show, but though he issued an apology while claiming he'd only follow the episode script, while others praised O'Connor's performance during the scene. For his part, O'Connor was pleased with the amount of publicity his character received. But the poor guy, I mean, I think that's really mean. I think that's because he's just a kid and then, you know, it's not like he's not unscathed. So anyway, I mean, if you saw cannibals like rip through your village, um, that seems a bit mean. <laughs> Anywho, I would encourage you all, if you, if you want like a cheeky little weekend and a truly unique place and to go to some cool spots, go to Iceland. Um, just be careful what you spend on, principally on booze and food. Hotels are actually okay. But, yeah. So do they have the nighttime hot dogs there? I f- seem to remember like either Anthony Bourdain or someone, they went there, they got fucked up on like Aquavit or whatever the vodka equivalent for the local liqueur is. And then they're able to eat like really like American hot dogs. Like for some reason. I do not know. I mean, I don't personally have like the liquidity or household wealth to get fucked up in Iceland. (laughs) So therefore the kind of, you know, the concept of like having midnight hot dogs. All I would say is even street food there is really ridiculous. They have a lot of Kentucky fried chicken and dominoes, and even that is ridiculously expensive. So, yeah, it's it's just a place to go for a short amount of time. But it is, I've seen nothing like it. It's so beautiful. It's really worth it. Okay, so is there anything that someone should eat or should avoid? I'm guessing fermented shark is disgusting as it sounds and as everyone says and no one really eats it except for tourists that get tricked. The kind of actually bizarrely, um, I mean we did have some amazing seafood there, but the the really famous dish is like a meat stew, so like very bold, you know, George oh. R. Martin style. But it, it is all quite bland and quite sort of as you'd expect. The seafood's got to be good, though. Like The seafood know. was amazing. I mean, we had some stunning seafood while we were there. And actually, the food in general was really super tasty. Um, but yeah, you know, it is what it is. We did have some very cool whiskey that was uh, smoked with uh, aged sheep dung. Excuse me, what? Sheep dung. And that imparts a good, what, peaty flavor? Like scotch? Yeah, it tasted actually like Laphroaig, like a good peaty malt. Um, mm. But yeah, it was interesting to have. Is it super floral? Like the get the heathery notes or just no, like, no, like no, down no. in it's the... No, no, no. It's just smoky. And, yeah. Smoky goat shit? 
basically. Uh, Did you get one of those uh, Icelandic like cable net sweaters or something? I wanted to get one of those, but number one, they're super super scratchy, and number two, they're like about 180 bucks. Quid or US no, dollars? US dollars, but even in Jesus quid, Christ, I mean, it's, a it's a lot, right? For mm. what's essentially a comedy jumper. What was amazing to us is whenever you went to these different national parks where these different waterfalls and things are, every one of them would have a fantastic visitor center, a really great cafe, a lovely gift shop, and we could not afford to buy anything. And yeah. you know, you well, get you get off your coach, all the tourists would march in and they'd all march out and no one would have bought anything. And you're like, guys, why don't you just half your prices and at least sell some stuff? Yeah, I think they, I mean, obviously there's a concerted effort to make tourism and like, you know, um, know, TV and movie kind of revenue big in Iceland, but they also have like a ton of renewable energy. I think the whole island like is run off of like geothermal and hydro, right? Yeah, and they actually say we're actually pretty wasteful with it. I think something like 80% of all houses in Iceland are heated by geothermal water. Um, So from that perspective, they're laughing. Um, I mean, it's, it's genuine quite unpopulated actually like as you drive around you don't see many yeah what well like what are the industries there like fishing but that's only yeah that only benefits the island right do they export anything i don't know actually i really don't know i mean there's a lot of um marine stuff going on obviously it's strategically important to the u.s was there during the war but i don't know i really don't Mm. know but it's a so, beautiful place to visit. People are lovely. I'd, I'd strongly recommend it. But it only takes a day. Unlike, mind you, like Dubrovnik, really, you can see all the King's Landing stuff in a day, really. Are the uh, people very lovely looking or are they inbred monsters? Actually, bizarrely not. I was expecting lots of like, you know, when you go to a lot of Nordic countries, people are just very tall and blonde and fit. And that wasn't so much the case. Mm. Um, that sounds really offensive, doesn't it? But they were really gorgeous. And lovely. <laughs> they were very I mean, it's better than referring to them as inbred monsters, but you know. <laughs> but like, like literally, like the taxi driver mentioned it as we landed, but he was by far not the only person to mention this app. It's almost like they were like curiously proud of having invented an app that could do this. <laughs> Tinder Sisk. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> cool. All right, then I'm gonna bug out. Thank you so much for listening to my random rambling. Trouble. No problem. Have a good evening. Bye.